Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. Trump and Spence. A winning ticket or a developing train wreck? Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. What's your take on the Republicans' choice for the man one heartbeat from the big chair in the Oval Office? Well, obviously I have opinions, and uh, we all have opinions. <laughs> and I hope that my opinion doesn't become seen as policy for Liberty Magazine. No. We, uh, well, we are political, but we are not partisan. Yes, yes, I understand. <laughs> We're political in the sense that we're talking about things that have great political import. Yes. But I think it's contingent on uh, me and Liberty Magazine to uh, discuss the personalities and the plans and the progress of something as important as a presidential election. You know, Trump is a phenomenon that nobody quite understands yet. That's a kind word. Thank you for using that word, yes. <laughs> and, you know, I came to the U.S. first as a teenager in 1966. Comes close to dating myself. <laughs> but I can't remember an election quite as interesting as this one or as unpredictable. Yes. And we've all been watching for a long time to see how the nominee from the Republican Party how he will proceed, and we were quite surprised, I think, as a nation, who he chose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I sympathize with candidate Trump because, as I remember, he had let out a signal that a certain day he would be announcing his vice presidential candidate. But immediately they announced that he had chosen Governor Spence. I thought back on a Liberty magazine article of last year, and while we don't know everything about Governor Spence, we know an awful lot about his involvement in some events last year. One of the biggest issues of recent years on religious liberty in the United States has been the necessity to pass in each state what is known as the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Right, right. A number of people, not just Seventh Avenue, not just Liberty Magazine, not just the religious right, but most... People concerned about religious liberty and, and most lawyers that tackle some of these things through to the courts have been troubled that free exercise, usually in the workplace, has been uh, put at some disadvantage by uh, different legal rulings, even though the Constitution still guarantees the right of religious practice. Mm -hmm. And one way to address this was the passage of a law at the federal level called the Religious Freedom Restoration Act nearly two decades ago it went through. And it was passed, and it still exists. But the Supreme Court interjected, and they decided that while the law was okay in itself, the federal government had no authority to require this of all the citizens and of the states. Mm -hmm. And so it was declared unconstitutional for all but federal employees. Mm -hmm. So a good solution, in fact, the only solution at that point from uh, all the religious liberty activists, the Seventh-day Adventist Church included, was to try and do it state by state, which has been happening. And up through the middle of last year, 20 states had passed Religious Freedom Restoration Acts. And once all the states had such a law, it would be the same as a federal law, mm -hmm. in essence, same effect. But last year, something huge happened in Indiana. Mm -hmm. 
because these laws were being passed state by state, but most people don't realize you can have a law that is a stated purpose or even a stated text, but as they go through the process, all sorts of legislators throw things in, either amendments or riders, little things that take advantage of the big bill getting through. And what had happened with the uh, Religious Freedom Restoration Act in the more and more politicized situation of the battle for religious rights, there was a perceived need to counter the growing prerogatives of the uh, gay lobby and the gay movement, which it was seen, I think with some justification, more and more being used to cow and even restrict the rights of people to believe and say what they believe in a religious sense. So they were putting little writers in there that would give the rights of Christians to kick back, push back, and in particular, the rights of Christians in business, say, to refuse to bake a cake or, right, right. or take photographs as a wedding photographer and so on. These things are debated furiously, but to put them in as sort of uh, Loctite allowances for Christians troubled the gay lobby, and so they kicked back, and it reached a fever pitch with the proposed legislation through Indiana. And as I believe, as I remember, it passed through Indiana, and I'm not sure whether Spence actually signed it and then reconsidered or or in the process of signing was forced to back down. But the, the end result was he was all for it, I'm sure had been part of setting it up the way it was. But then when the public outcry came, he had to back down. So he's simultaneously the hero of the religious right for standing up in this fight, and yet he's simultaneously the, uh, the, in my view, I've never heard it sort of cast this way, but he's the compromiser, (laughs) gave in. (laughs) But I think it was a good thing that he gave in, because I don't agree with these rather pejorative additions to a very good law. And, And of course, it's made it very difficult to continue to add more states to the Riffer Bandelier. If Trump does win and Spence is swept into office and taking up the vice presidential chair, what can he do as vice president that he couldn't do as governor? Is there anything we should be worried about here? We can see that he uh, is somewhat a hero of the religious right, and not all that the religious right do by any means is wrong, but they're politically uh, aggressive. Mm -hmm. And so I would expect, just as President Obama and his team have, have inordinately 
tilted behind the advance of the gay rights movement and even such crazy stuff as the toilet choices, mm, <laughs> which, mm, who goes mm, where. Mm. And that's been socially disruptive. Yeah. But we're going to get pushback like crazy from Spence. And, you know, many people might say, fine. But if nothing else, it means that this religious warfare is going to continue. He's not neutral on this. It amazes me that somewhere in the hallowed halls of the White House and Congress, there was discussion about bathroom privileges. I mean, that, that what is happening to our nation? <laughs> I'm like you. I can only guess. Oh, man. It's, if nothing else, I could characterize it as fiddling while Rome burns. <laughs> it makes you want to just stay home and never go anywhere in public ever. I mean, there are very real moral issues at play on this. Yeah. But I could wish they were applying themselves to the really big stuff. <laughs> on religious liberty, it's big enough. On civil liberties. But, you know, the nation is in, in mortal peril, as I said in another program. You can go online and find out what the newspapers are not telling you. We're the triggers twitch away from full nuclear war with Russia. Mm-hmm. They should be dealing with that. Maybe just a single command away from another invasion of one or two countries I can think of. These are huge things. And not to mention the incipient financial collapse and so on. But yet, it's clear the White House was intimately involved. You know, forget religious liberty or even Christian values. A huge social experiment. Yeah, yeah. I've written about this. You don't have to be pro or con who uses what bathroom. But just to be aware, here you have a society that's existed for hundreds of years in the Western world, certain ways to grab the the wrench of social change and just flip it like full speed ahead (laughs) you're risking the beginning of a a meltdown of how society functions most people don't play with that This goes right into what you were saying on a previous program about the rule of law is under attack as well. Exactly. Thank you very much. I can get on that hobby horse again. You're tinkering with the social contract. And I I think the evidence is that it ran a little ahead of things. You know, the best I could say, as I joked once in a meeting, I may have written it, you know, that they appear to want to make us move in the direction of uh, France or, or Japan. You know, you can go to Japan and there's co-educational toilets and bathrooms oh, yes. and all the rest. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. uh, And in, in France, still go into the men's bathroom and there's Turkish women there holding the towel for you. I mean, it's quite disconcerting. I'm not comfortable with that, but those societies have long been and, you know, you can debate that. The snap of a legislative or a governmental edict to say we are now going to be this way or... That you know, whatever you feel like today, I'll go into the bathroom because my feminine side is showing today. I'll <laughs> oh, go into man. the women's bathroom. That's actually quite dangerous. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a parent of still fairly young children. I mean, that's horrendous. Mm. You don't have to be naive to, to drop your your lack of trust about certain people in society who yeah. will act very badly with that cue. Well, you've painted a picture here that always causes me concern. Can I have a little light at the end of the tunnel here, Lincoln, so I won't feel quite so depressed? <laughs> well, depression's not what we're called toward. We're called to faith mm. and hope and charity oh, and, like and uh, an understanding that God is still on his throne. 
and that uh, the principles, most particularly religious liberty, will carry us through even the darkest times. Mm. Well, that's what Liberty Magazine is all about, of course. Liberty Magazine exists to create that light, to remind us that there is a God sitting on his throne, and it is uh, a, a world that is not completely out of control because God is there, and we have a connection with the controlling faction, and that is God himself. Lincoln, our website, uh, libertymagazine.org, what will people find there when they visit? They will find some good stuff. They'll find uh, the text of the current Liberty Magazine back several years in a searchable form. They'll find blog access and and, uh, a lot of information. And very importantly, they'll find a way to read it for themselves regularly and to perhaps pay for it so that we can send it to someone that they think should be reading it. All right, that information and all those resources are available at libertymagazine.org, libertymagazine.org. Lincoln Steed, editor, thank you for being with us and sharing your heart today. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. Today.